The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. We hope you got your mashed potatoes and yams and canned cranberry sauce on lock because it's Thanksgiving week. And we've got a heaping helping of weird baseball rumors. The Tampa Bay Rays are entertaining Blake Snell trades. We talk about why that's weird, why that's great, and why he is not coming to New York. We're going to talk about Sonny Gray being made available by the Reds, who were so close to doing something helpful and then decided to not do it. And we're going to talk Ken Rosenthal's DJ LeMahieu notes, including some new destinations, which Ken made up himself, but which are definitely scary. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcast, and make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag queue. We will be more than happy to answer them in future episodes, hopefully when the offseason picks up a little bit. Thomas, the Blake Snell stuff's got to put a little smile on your face, though. Yeah, it's a great Thanksgiving present if presents were exchanged on Thanksgiving, I guess. They're not, but They're not, I'll take usually, it. but you never know. Uh, yeah, we could start the tradition now. Um, it's great. As we wrote on YanksGoYard.com, more evidence that the Dodgers fully broke the Rays after that fatal game six where Snell was removed after throwing a perfect, not a perfect, but pretty much unhittable 5.1 innings of work. And then he went, and then manager Kevin Cash went to the bullpen, the string of Dodgers hits, gave them the lead, and then they won the World Series, and that was it. Snell was only at, I think, 73 pitches at that point, and the next three batters he was facing, he struck out a combined six times uh, in the last six at-bats. So 
Um, regardless of how you view Rays baseball and analytics and scripting games with pitchers and the, uh, you know, the rotation and the bullpen, it was the wrong decision. And you have to think that even though the rate, the report here is that the Rays are entertaining the talks because a, they think they can clean up on this trade market in dealing Snell because of his favorable contract. He signed a five-year, $50 million extension a couple of years ago and has, I think, three years and about $34 million remaining or $35 million remaining, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a pretty damn good uh, deal for any team looking for an ace. It's going to help you deal with this financial lull for the short term. You know, you give up some prospects, overpay in that regard you could take that loss because we still don't know what's going to happen with the minor league season. So these prospects may have another year of a lack of development under their belt. Um, but the other report about it said that the Razor worried about finances and Snell's $10.5 million salary for 2021 is a little bit off-putting for, I guess, Stuart Sternberg. Uh, come on, dude, you're paying a guy mid-rotation money like, like even like bat, like 10.5 million is back end rotation money. If we're being honest for, for most MLB teams and you can't pay that to one of the best pitchers in the game after, especially after losing Charlie Morton, I was listening to talking baseball yesterday. They made a good point. The Rays are kind of beefing this off season. Like I know it's a little bit difficult for them to have done this because they are a small market team. But as we've talked about a million times before, these guys are billionaires. They're only small markets based on, you know, who's attending games and whether they want to make their sell, want, whether they want to make themselves, uh, you know, smaller spenders and whatnot. But why didn't they pick up Charlie Morton's $15 million option and trade him? It was, it was $15 million too much for them to swallow in the event they couldn't trade him. He signed with the Braves, what, three weeks later, four weeks later for one year and $15 million. So, Clearly, they're not really in tune to what the, you know, the pitching market was going to be because I probably would have picked up that option even if I was, you know, hurting as a multi-billionaire. I don't know. But now if they're crying finances over a $10.5 million salary for the former AL Cy Young winner, I'm fully done with this team and they can kiss my ass. I, yikes. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the kind of brain drain stuff you can get away with after you win a World Series. Like the Marlins have done it in the past. It's, it's embarrassing, but it's like a totally accepted garbage thing you can do. Like if the Rays had finished off the Dodgers and then been like, we're going to re like, thank you, Tampa. This ring is for you. Now we're going to reassess our finances a little bit and get back to you for next year. Like the fans would be like, ah, why isn't Blake Snell here anymore? Why is Charlie? Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Morton gone, but like they'd have a ring so you can usually get away with that kind of thing. You don't really do it after losing the World Series in six games. Like it, and just the idea that the Rays would... Like, we knew they were cheap. We know they're a cheap franchise. We know they, you know, invented the opener so that they could eventually suppress the salaries of people who should be starters. 
Um, that there are many reasons the Rays should not be celebrated for winning on a budget because they set their own budget and their budget is embarrassingly low. Uh, but it's another thing entirely to sign Snell to a cheap extension and take advantage of, of Snell being a rookie who wants some stability in his life. And then as soon as that extension climbs into even moderate sums of money, like this is the year that the extension really kicks in and the money goes from like an extreme, an extreme bargain to just like, a mid-range bargain and the Rays like you know as soon as he signed this extension they must have looked at it and gone we're not even going to keep him for we're not going to keep him when the, when the price gets too high what are we insane like they signed him to a deal buying out his arbitration years and then they were like but when he gets to the arbitration years we're going to treat it like their arbitration years anyway like we don't want any part of that so just the idea that so we're talking about I mean all of us when Snell got pulled and was cursing on the mound in game six we were all kind of like, oh, he just blew up his, his relationship with the Rays or whatever. And then Kevin Cash did some interviews in the wake of that series being like, you know, me and Blake, we're good. We, we talked about it. You know, he understands. It's the heat of the moment. And it was, it was the right call, even if it worked or didn't work. And, and then it's like, okay, buddy. And then a week or so later, here's suddenly this Snell trade report. Right. So um, the Rays, since the World Series has ended, right? they're still our rivals. Or I'm not saying they're not. I'm, I'm definitely not. You know, putting the Yanks ahead of the Rays midway through the offseason when no movement has occurred and DJ LeMahieu is still unsigned. Um, but I will say that since the Rays lost the World Series, they've lost Charlie Morton. He's not coming back. They're considering dealing Blake Snell. They can get a prospect haul for him, I'm sure. Um, but still, Blake Snell's Blake Snell. That's your ace. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, on, a, on a sad note, Randy Arozarena was arrested on a Tuesday night. And uh, his case is going to go to MLB's Domestic Violence Policy Board, and we might not see him at some point for, for a good chunk of 2021. Um, so the Rays' future got real cloudy in the last, like, three weeks or so, and this, like, this embarrassing Snell move is just the cherry on top. Absolutely. And uh, the, an important thing to note within uh, Mark Feinstein of MLB.com reported that uh, the Rays were open to moving him. Supposedly, word got back to Snell about this – these, these potential talks. And he said that he, he's committed to the raise still for whatever reason, uh, maybe just some good PR on the side of the raise and Snell's agent to make it look like there's no tension. Even if there is, we still don't know. We don't know. We, we would like to assume there is because that's a pretty, we, we saw the body language from him in the world series and that's not going to sit well for a guy who really likes to win and was cruising to help his team force a game seven, but you know, it could help the Rays in terms of uh, their negotiating leverage and it could help Snell not be viewed as, um, you know, kind of a petulant trade target if he's, you know, going to cause a ruckus in the organization based on a decision that the higher ups made. So I think just another important thing to note, but I am seriously thinking that there is tension because you know, if you're going to trade Blake Snell, just do it next year when the salary goes up another three or four million dollars or whatever it is. Ten point five million dollars is nothing. And he, you know, he's going to be able to he's going to be pitching at a high level, especially next year. I think he's only entering his age 28 season. So this is when you take advantage of that. Yeah. Yankee fans, I'd say don't get your hopes up about trading for Not him, happening. But, but do get your hopes up about him going away. Like it really could happen. Um, you know, the Rays and Mariners trade constantly and Snell is a Seattle boy. That's a fit for me. Uh, the Rays are begging for catchers uh, since they dropped Zanino. 
Kybert Ruiz of the Dodgers is sort of blocked in LA entirely. So there's a, a non-zero, pretty decent chance that the Dodgers and Rays play each other in the World Series and the Dodgers go, we'll save you, Blake. Come here. Come to LA. It's fine. Um, those are the two that stand out to me. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. The, the Rays are just uh, sort of quickly collapsing in an offseason where, like, nothing else is happening. It's like the Rays are looking around the room going, no one else is going to make a move? Really? Uh, I guess we'll collapse from the, from the top <laughs> down. Like, that's kind of fun. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll ruin our future. Um, so I'll go, you'll know, keep it in mind. Um, a, a slight annoyance, uh, so the Cincinnati Reds, um, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, Brian Cashman used to strike and, and sort of nab these like slightly underperforming, really high-level projectable pitchers from teams that weren't really close uh, to success, like Nate Evaldi. Uh, he always used to find these like power arms uh, on these teams that can't afford to extend them, and, and that was sort of his trade market pounce. Um, so we talked a little, we talked a lot about the Yankees trading for Luis Castillo of the Reds before he broke out. Then he broke out and sort of was the Reds ace of the future. And it was like, ah, this is a fruitless endeavor now. But this offseason, after the Reds got shut out in a playoff series, an entire two game series, uh, no runs, pretty bad, um, with Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Castillo on the mound. Um, Gray didn't end up pitching any of those games because of uh, the shutout thing, the fact that they had scored no runs. Um, but it became clear in that series that with those three pitchers, they, they still didn't have the offense to really make a legit playoff run. And Bauer's leaving this offseason. So a, about a week ago, we sort of started to theorize that maybe the Reds were an underrated, uh, you know, place where maybe the Yankees could snoop around at a trade, maybe throw, you know, throw the whole barn at Castillo. That's where Clint Frazier goes, et cetera. Uh, so this week, the Reds maybe have figured that out. And they, they started leaking to Ken Rosenthal that they were entertaining trades. Oh, I'm so excited for Sonny Gray. Uh, they figured it out and then went in the other direction. Uh, and so there's no way the Yankees are going to do that. The Reds emerged for like 1.5 seconds as a, a perfect target team for us to maybe make some trade wins happen. And then they offered up the exact wrong guy and the only person in the entire league who the Yankees are going to have no interest in. So that sucks. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I don't want – I do not want Sonny Gray. So this is – look, if I'm going to put my GM hat on because I'm a famous GM and I Put it always, on. I, I, this is what I always do. This is this is my claim to fame. I went from general manager to co-host of the Yanks Go Guard podcast. Yeah, fired um, – what did you get fired for? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it was a lot of stuff. Controversy. We'll get into that, I think, another day. Sure. I don't, I don't want to fire up the fans before the holidays. But – um. I think this is a bad decision by the uh, Reds. I think you, at the very least, test the market for Luis Castillo and see what you could get. Um, and if someone blows you away with a package, then you go right ahead with it. Um, I think he's controlled through 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I pulled up my Sonny Gray notes, not my Luis Castillo notes. So uh, don't quote me on that, but we could look that up as as the pod goes on. Yeah, let me do um, that. I think that the better call here would be to dangle Castillo, see what teams are willing to offer. And then you'll know that if there is a, there's a higher ask on the trade market, or if there is, you know, a higher premium for these controllable pitchers, um, especially because we know that this off season is going to be a little bit complicated and slow due to the pandemic. Uh, Gray is not the guy to offer right now. He was the third best pitcher on this team last year. Um, he's not very cheap. I mean, he's cheap from, he's cheap for like a bigger market team perspective. He's got, 
Uh, he's making a shade over $10 million for 2021 and 2022. And then he's got a $12 million team option for 2023. So, I mean, that's favorable, but guess what? Uh, Gray is more of a guy that you probably wait for him to have another, uh, like good half a season and then dangle him at the trade deadline when contenders get a little bit more desperate. It, this is my opinion, my GM opinion. You wait for him because he's only realistically had 42 starts with Cincinnati, very good 3.07 ERA, still shaking off that stink during his stint with the Yankees that was so bad. Um, and obviously his uh, last year with the athletics, which was his last full season with the athletics, which was awful. So I think you give this guy another 12 to 15 starts with the team, dangle him at the trade deadline, take advantage of his value then. And if you're the Reds and you're contending by the trade deadline, you don't move him. But, like, you're kind of blowing things up a little bit right now. You know, they, they're going to lose Trevor Bauer. We know that. But why are you going to trade another one of your star pitchers and the wrong one when you don't really have an outlook for 2020 unless this is a money-saving thing? But once again – is $10 million really moving the needle for you, especially when it's a pitcher who is very much outperforming his salary? I think it's a bad decision, and it does suck for the Yankees because if Luis Castillo did, if he was the rumored pitcher here, I think Cashman's picking up the phone and he's willing to overpay because, like we said, for the Yankees to make any move with starting pitching and to upgrade the rotation, it's, it's going to be in the form of overpaying with prospects, and that's going to be a hit that – they're probably going to be willing to take a hundred percent. Apparently 10 million is, is a lot of savings though, according to these jerks. So I guess we should believe them. We are going to progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window, rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Take a little break. When we come back, Ken Rosenthal throwing DJ LeMahieu at the wall. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. We hope you've got your sea sauce. That's cranberry sauce and, and potatoes. That's mashed potatoes by your side. Um, Ken Rosenthal is just throwing notes columns out this week. Um, and we love it because that's, you know, that's an insider who knows stuff. Uh, as opposed to a lot of the guys on Twitter who tweet, I'm hearing and then just list off some baseball players' names. Like, I, I need Ken Rosenthal columns much more than I need other people's columns, to be perfectly clear. Um, Yep. But this week, he, he did uh, sort of just go hog wild at the end of his notes column. I think he's as bored of the DJ LeMahieu thing as the rest of us are. Um, so he mentions that LeMahieu is still, you know, likely to come back to the Yankees. I think everyone considers the Yankees the favorites until they're not. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be vigilant in being nervous about him not being re-signed yet. Uh, there is stuff that sounds not good. Uh, I saw a rumor that he wants five years, $100 million, and that's – probably something that the Yankees will not do. So I don't think any level of negotiation is going to get them there. I also don't know why I just sounded like Seth Rogen as I said that. But the Yankees probably will not do that. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but they probably will not pay five years under a million. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so uh, that, that's bad if that's the going rate. Um, but Rosenthal just kind of starts, you know, spinning his wheels. He's like, he's probably going to the Yankees. Um, but what about... Uh, if he didn't, and two teams that, that uh, at least make some sense, uh, the, the Astros, uh, he did say, if, if they decide to trade Carlos Correa to save money, 
and then add LeMahieu, which is also money? I don't know, but that was the crux. Mm. And then uh, he also pitched LeMahieu to the Dodgers as the Justin Turner replacement. So I don't know how you feel about either of these things, but we've talked about LeMahieu to the Dodgers before. And teams start joining the LeMahieu fray in earnest. Like the Nats are, I guess, now a part of the conversation. The Mets are theoretically part of the conversation, even though they keep saying they're not. And I still kind of don't think they are. Um, but the Dodgers are one that we've been waiting for uh, them to get involved for a long time. So it's worth at least like, it's worth looking at it and opening your eyes a little bit. The Dodgers are the only team that I'm worried about, and it's still a minor worry. The Astros, they're snakes. They're not paying for anybody else. Jim Crane, you know, is going to be looking to save every penny and his friggin' oil monopoly. Like, he's not, he's not going to be doing anything to improve this team. Um, the Mets have other priorities, and DJ is probably at least, at the very least, third or fourth on the list. And Steve Cohen can't avoid to get uh, afford to get distracted when these other free agents that he's probably going to be chasing are also going to be in high demand. Um, and the Nationals, I think, is a bunch of BS. We talked about that the other day. The Dodgers are ones to worry about because they have to look ahead for a couple of reasons. Corey Seager, free agent after this year, client of super agent Scott Boris. You know how those negotiations are going to go down. Seager just won the NLCS and World Series MVP. Boris is going to be looking for a deal that you probably can't even formulate in your head. He's going to try to get him paid more than Lindor. He's going to try to get him paid uh, more than Carlos Correa. So that's something the Dodgers, look, the Dodgers can pay for anything, but I don't know if that's something they want to get involved in. I understand Seager is definitely an LA dude. He very much fits in well there. And they have done a great job in a developing him and b helping him back from Tommy John surgery. But if it comes to, you know, battling with Scott Boris, I don't think the Dodgers are going to bother with it, especially because how good Andrew Friedman is on the trade market. So say theoretically they let Justin Turner walk because he is getting up there in age and he's not going to be cheap. So you go after a guy like DJ LeMay, who's only getting better with age and maybe they pay the extra money for him you know the five years 100 million and they are like screw it we'll keep him through his age 37 season we'll see what happens they either move Seeger to third move Gavin Lux to short to prepare for the eventual Seeger departure keep DJ at second pretty stacked infield I don't know how that would go well uh, over with Seeger moving to third in a contract year though there has been talk there there have been talks about him potentially switching positions in the event they acquire a Francisco Lindor or something of that nature so i don't know the dodgers do have a lot of things to address moving forward because seager leaving that infield and turner leaving that infield does create um a lot of vacancies to fill and does alter the identity of this defense and offense and a guy like dj lemayhu on the dodgers would just be I mean, him and Mookie Betts atop the lineup, you're not getting either of those guys out. So I think this is a cool move for the Dodgers to consider. Um, Damn, it it would be cool if they sign him. But I really don't want it to happen. But I guess if there's any team that's going to do it, I'd want it to be them because we we wouldn't see LeMahieu until the World Series. But the Yankees just have to do this, and come on, please. But Dodgers' only team I'm worried about. I think the rest is a bunch of smoke. Yeah, the thing with Seager is that there, people are already talking about him moving off shortstop eventually. So it's like, like of all the shortstops that are going to show up after 2022, 2021, like 
I don't know. Like the Dodgers are probably going to extend Seager, but he's the only guy who like by 2023, they might be like, wait, we extended a shortstop and now he's got to play second base. Like, what are we doing? Um, I just think that's an extra level of calculus that they're going to have to make before they're going to even consider doing something like LeMahieu. Uh, but Sweeney Murdy did say earlier today, um, don't expect a LeMahieu resolution quickly. There's going to be a lot of like seeing who's going to bite on the extra years and who's going to bite on the extra money. And there's a lot of teams involved. Uh, so like, I agree. I think all we're hearing is that he prefers to be a Yankee. The Yankees would obviously rather he sign with New York, um, but that there are going to be a ton of teams nipping at his heels here because he's, you know, the best hitter on the free agent market. And you could get, you know, it's, it's just, he's just a totally different guy. Uh, he's proven that he's yeah. a different kind of player over the last couple of years. Um, so like if you have a certain amount of money, you can get Marcelo Zuna for one or two years and pay $26 million a year for Marcelo Zuna uh, for him to mash in your DH spot. Or you can get LeMahieu and, and transform your lineup completely. Um, and he's awesome. He's a great baseball player. Any team would be lucky to have him. But, yeah, going to the Dodgers, I mean, you know, and even the Nationals, like these are destinations that aren't that scary. You don't want to let them go anywhere. Charlie Morton of the Braves was awesome for the same reason. Like, good for the Braves. That You know, I would have loved Charlie Morton in New York. Um, he fully didn't want to come here. The finalists were the Braves and Rays. Uh, and you know what? You know what one I prefer out of those two finalists? The Braves. Uh, the, Braves. the one that isn't the Rays. Um, it was fun to watch Red Sox fans go. You know, Charlie Morton said he wanted to pitch at Fenway before the 2019 season, but he didn't get signed. So that means he's probably coming here. Uh, no, it didn't mean nope. that. It means that you're looking at Jay Happ. Um, it, <laughs> it means that you're eyeing free agent starters like Jay Happ. Uh, it's, it means that, you know what it means? It means Haim Bloom watched Martin Perez on the Red Sox and went, how can we downgrade this a little bit? How can we do this, but worse? Let's Jay Happ. Maybe, um, I've seen a lot of people over the last couple of days say, you know, Happ is going to kill us though. Uh, if he goes to the Red Sox, he's just going to only shut us out. He's going to suck every other game. Nope. Look, I, 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 I talked about this. I'm the first person in line to be nervous about these kinds of things. That will not happen. Um, and also, even if it does, like we are also, it, it should be noted, we're, we're coming off two solid years of us owning the Red Sox and not the other way around. Um, it, it felt like, you know, felt like the tide was turning. 16, 17, 18, they kind of crushed us at every turn. It sucked to live through that. Bad time to live through. Uh, but 19, 20, we've had, their, we've had their number. We went nine and one against them in the shortened season. Um, I don't think we have the right to say things like Jay Happ is going to kick our ass when we face him when we're coming off this kind of hot streak. If it happens, it happens. I'll own it, but I, I do not foresee that happening. Um, that is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving edition, folks, so make sure to, uh, you know, get together with, with your circle. Keep it tight. Uh, don't make any uh, sudden moves. Uh, wear, wear a mask. Uh, maybe, like, get a little attachment under the mask. Maybe keep the mask on put like a mashed potato pocket under the mask or like a straw or something like maybe, I don't know, some kind of automated, like a little motor straw, just feed it on up there. Like a, like a colostomy bag for your mouth. It could be interesting. I don't know, but mashed potatoes are a perfect food for that kind of thing. So, so just consider it. That's all we're saying. Um, make sure to find us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcast, make sure to drop us a five-star review with a mailbag question. That question can be, what was Adam talking about when he was talking about a mashed potato colostomy bag? You could definitely ask that. Um, I don't know. I won't be able to answer it. Uh, you can ask why Adam started doing Seth Rogen. 
once again, I have no idea. Uh, that's just it, that's the kind of Wednesday it is, folks. It's just that kind of Wednesday. Um, until next time, we're going to see you next week. Uh, so make sure to uh, get those questions ready. And uh, yeah, just just enjoy the holiday. Um, until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. And we're going to have a ton of content up for you on yanksgoyard.com. Please head on over there this weekend. Uh, we'll see you Monday next time around. Unfortunately, guys, this week, uh, Pizza Friday's canceled, at least in my household. It's Thanksgiving leftover day. Uh, maybe we can make a Thanksgiving pizza. Who wants to do that? Maybe. Well, I mean, send... maybe. Of course we're going to make a Thanksgiving pizza. Let's do it. Let's about? do it. Hey, let's start it now. Thanksgiving Pizza Friday. It comes once a year. You got to make an event out of it. And this is it. Use the leftovers. See what we can do. I think it could be fun. But until then, Monday, baby. We'll see you. Have a good holiday. Yeah. How about this? Listen to this pod today. Uh, then listen to it again on Thanksgiving Pizza Friday and make a Thanksgiving pizza. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Until Monday. See you, everybody. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.